What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're the creator of K Visuals, which produces the incredible new show, My Lifestyle, airing now on YouTube, and I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Kel Harley. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. It is truly my honor. Thank you for making some time for me in your schedule. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for scheduling your entire cast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. They are very excited. Very, very excited. That is- <laughs> I'm excited. I've been binge watching, researching, getting to know all of your castmates, and I am well, well, well your uh, cast members, and I'm so excited to, to to talk to you guys this week. Thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Now, tell me, what are you most looking forward to in 2023? Um. I am looking forward to producing just more content. Um, My lifestyle was pretty much just an idea of mine that I got whenever I released my second album. Um, A lot of people might not know that I'm actually a singer and a songwriter as well. So um, my second album is titled My Lifestyle. And originally I wanted to 
pretty much just produce a show around my life and my lifestyle because I recently came out. Well, not recently, because I'm 27. <laughs> I came out when I was like 20. And, um, you know, I just wanted, my, my album is pretty much just based off of, in a way, the masculine side and the feminine side of myself. And um, if people listen to it, like, I feel like some of the songs have, um, like a hip hop or trap vibe to it. Those are like the masculine uh, versions of myself. And then other songs have like mellow and R&B versions of myself. And that's kind of like the feminine side. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have an album titled My Lifestyle. I wanted to do a show about myself. I felt like I wasn't ready to tell my story yet. So I put together a group of guys and um, of course, that's how my lifestyle, the TV show, was born. Um, so as far as what I want in 2023, it's just to take this show to another level um, and just produce more content, release more music, have more viewers, all of that. <laughs> just great, just great things. Of course. And I told, based on, Based on what I've seen of the show so far, I'm sure this is gonna be an easy resolution for you to get through this year. Yes, yes. This show has been a journey. We started this literally 10 months ago. Mm. The, the process, cast, casting everybody, all of this. So it has been a journey. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course. What are you leaving behind in 2022? Um, procrastination and fear. That's what I'm leaving behind. Nice. Yes. I feel like this show would have been out if I wasn't so afraid. I feel like this show would have been out maybe in 2019. Um, and that's honestly me basing it off of just the fear that I had of going after my dreams and doing anything that, you know, I want to do in life because I was just always so afraid of, um, I guess the reception that I would give anything that I do and what I would have done, um, back then, but I just don't want to live in fear anymore. Anything that I do from now on, I'm just gonna step out on faith and not be afraid to do anything. So yeah, fear, fear, procrastination. That's awesome. I love that. Now tell my audience, who is Kel Harley? For those who don't know. Well, Kel Harley is a singer, songwriter, photographer, now executive producer. Um, a brother, a cousin, might be your favorite cousin, a boyfriend, um, all of these things. Um, I am originally from South Carolina. Um, I reside in Georgia now. I've been in Georgia for almost two years now. Um, I really love to, out of anything, I really love to film and write songs for other people. Those are the two things that I enjoy doing the most. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to make a career out of one or the other or both. 
I love I love doing both. They are a passion of mine. And I've been doing them since uh, songwriting since 20, 2016 and uh, photography since 2018. So photography and film since 2018. So they, I, I just love, I love them both. They just, they bring me so much joy. So yeah. Describe your writing process. How do you go about writing a song? Um, mainly for my, if, if I'm writing a song for myself, I feel like the best time to do it is while I drive by myself and I'll just play the beat and I'll just think of certain ideas. Um, and I guess it all depends on whatever beat I play and whatever mood, whatever mood that I'm in for that particular day. So um, I feel like it's easier for me to write for other artists rather than myself because I'm always so hard on myself and my craft than rather than to just sit down in the studio and just write a song for someone else. And um, I feel like writing a song for someone else is just so much easier because um, most people are just looking for like something catchy, especially nowadays, especially if it's TikTok friendly too. It's just, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy sometimes. And I don't want to, you know, say it's like, I don't want to, I guess, make it seem like it's it, it might be easier and anybody could do it, but it's easy for me, if that makes sense. It's really easy for me. Absolutely. There are just some things that come naturally to people. Some things are just easier for other people to accomplish than others. I don't think there's right. anything. Agreed. If you could write a song for anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Um, as of right now, if I was to write a song for someone, I would say probably Tamar Braxton. Ooh, tell Tamar, me why. Yes, Tamar and her albums and her vocal range is just out of this world. And I feel like if I was actually to sit down and write a song for her, I know she would kill it. I know she was And I really feel like sometimes she doesn't get the recognition that she really deserves. And I definitely want to give her her flowers while she's still here. Absolutely. Let's go back a little bit. When did you fall in love with reality TV? Um, It's so funny that you say that because growing up, I didn't watch reality TV like that. I was watching, you know, Flavor of Love here, there. And mm -hmm. that's only because my older sister was watching that. And we're like four years apart. So when Flavor of Love was popular, she was in middle school when I was in high school. So, uh, excuse me, no, she was in middle school when I was in elementary school, excuse me. So anything that she kind of watched, especially in the reality TV world, I kind of just snuck and watched it behind her. So I didn't take reality TV serious or just watch it until like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta came out. And I just fell in love with that, The Real Housewives, Bring It, um, the entire Love and Hip Hop franchise, honestly. <laughs> so pretty much I just, I've been like a reality TV junkie for like the past 10 years. And I just, I, I can't get enough of it. I love it. 
I absolutely love that. How do you think you would have done on your favorite reality show? Terrible, because Flavor of Love is actually my uh, my favorite reality show now. <laughs> Even though, you know, it came out like 2005, 2006, it is still currently my favorite because it was just so authentic. And I feel like if I was able to be on that show, I would have been going toe to toe with Miss New York. <laughs> Even though that's my girl, I love her, but I definitely would have, I would have gave her a rough up if I was on that show. <laughs> I love that for you. Now, speaking of going toe-to-toe with New York, did you have a reality star growing up that made you feel represented enough to want to pursue it in some aspect for yourself? Um, Honestly, it would have to be New York. <laughs> Only uh, because, you know, growing up, I always knew I was different. Um, back then, I knew one day I was gonna eventually come out because I always knew I was gay. Mm -hmm. So the type of person that New York portrayed on TV, it's just what I try to put in my everyday life. Like, can't nobody tell me I'm not that bitch <laughs> in a way, in a way. And I feel like everybody is supposed to think like that you really supposed to think highly of yourself highly of your craft and the way that she used to intimidate the girls specifically on season one by just being herself if you can walk in a room and make a group of people feel uncomfortable by just your presence you that bitch very much and, and that's what i want to pursue in a way so yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that because I actually just last night, I watched um, a clip of the Flavor of Love season two reunion. And that moment when New York came out on that stage and literal all hell broke loose, it is some of the most iconic reality TV I've ever seen. Like she literally came out there like, a WWE character like she yes. came up like she was a wrestler going into the Smackdown like it was legendary it was and it's just a simple fact that like so many people were just trying to bum rush that stage and just get her by just her speaking her mind and just giving her opinion and she was just the type of person that she is she was just honestly made for reality TV she really was, and she still is. She is very entertaining. I I completely agree with you on that. I feel like she definitely created the um, created today's modern day like reality TV archetype. I feel like she's the one that kind of put the girls in place as to this is how you see on reality TV. Right, exactly. I agree because. Nobody wasn't doing it, and nobody, in my in my opinion, nobody is still doing it like she did. Like she was just out of this world when it just came to entertaining people. And I feel like, honestly, the closest thing that we might have gotten to that was Nene Leakes and her prime on the earlier seasons of Real Housewives, and mm -hmm. in a way, Jocelyn when she first. 
um, came out on uh, Love Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But still, New York is just, she is the queen. She is the queen of reality TV. Yeah, I I want to say a lot of people com- compare Shanelica Bencourt to Tiffany Pollard. But the problem is, like, for me, I would always, like, I really used to compare season three of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, that reunion, when she went through there and fought the entire fucking cast. Uh-huh. To season two of Flavor of Love reunion. But the difference is that New York is somebody who just sat there. Right. Everybody in the room, she walked out. In, in fact, she hadn't even made it to the stage yet. They played her package and everybody was ready to fight. Delicious. Right. Shoes. It was a mess. Like, it was. It was. She, she had, had to shook. Jocelyn <laughs> came out on the stage, and everybody, nobody was ever really shook when it came to Jocelyn. Like everybody was like, "Okay, bitch, I'll fight you." So what? Right. Came through that reunion like a tornado out yes. of hell and fought everybody. Everybody. Tiffany didn't until there was thirty security guards out there. Right. She said, I'm finna finish out this scene. I'm finna go ahead and give y'all a piece so they can usher me to the back so I can go ahead and get me another drink and have me a biscuit from from, from craft services. Okay. And, and nobody we- better not touch me. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ran her ass back there and snuck her across the curtain, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the way boots took off. Yes. yes. With her shoes off of that her shoes on in hand in hand i was like that's some real yeah I love... yeah yeah iconic iconic oh. reality <laughs> now in that line of thinking describe the moment that you decided to create reality television what did that moment look like so honestly i decided to do it whenever I noticed that that there was no type of representation for the gays in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, we have the Chasing Reality franchise, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course we have other uh, web series that I watch as well, but it's just like they, and even, even in the major network world, like VH1 MTV, all of these shows, they constantly go to Atlanta, they go to Miami, they go to uh, California and Hollywood and New York and all of these places. But what about the places where there's hidden talent? What about the places where in this climate, people can't afford to go to like ATL in Miami right now? Right. So I just thought to myself, you know, even though I'm an artist, I'm a singer, I'm all of these things, let me give my people, and when I say my people, the LGBT community, and also my South Carolinians, a platform to showcase their talents. And and it is very hard for us, even though I'm in Georgia now, but I'm originally from South Carolina, so it's hard for us to make it because if I'm honest, a lot of people don't look for talent 
in South Carolina. Absolutely. And it's just like, we have so much hidden talent, hair, makeup, music, entrepreneurship, all of these things in South Carolina. And we are just always overlooked unless, you know, we move somewhere else. So I wanted to just give my people, I wanted to give my people a platform. That way they can get their names out of it. That was my main goal. And that's still my main goal from here on out. I absolutely love that. I think that's brilliant. And I think that you're doing something amazing for your for your community, queer community, black community, your local community, all in the same breath. And I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was my goal. And even when um, we started this show, because it's so funny because a lot of people was just like, well, damn, where did this show just come from? It just came out of nowhere. And that was the goal. And, you know, with the four people that I casted, you know, before we even started filming, I I was straight up with them. I told them, I don't care if we get five views, five subscribers, 500 views, 500 subscribers, whatever, in the first season. I didn't care about numbers. I still don't care about numbers. As long as somebody is streaming your music, as long as somebody has purchased your book, as long as somebody has watched your video, as long as somebody has booked you for an event, I have done my job. That was my goal for this entire thing. Just giving them a platform for more opportunities. That was my main goal. And I've accomplished that already. Thank God. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the current state of reality television? Um... I personally feel like some shows are kind of getting a little boring. And and I'm not talking about in the the web series where I'm talking about major networks. Um, Specifically, some shows that has been out, you know, since 2011, 2012. And it's just a simple fact like, you know, some shows I feel like they ran their course. Or I would say maybe do a cash shake up. So, and and you know I don't, don't want to name any reality TV, show, TV shows because of course you know I have a show and you know I'm still in the beginning stage of working out the kinks of my show. But sure. you know in the in the past ten years that I have been watching reality TV, at first it was organic and real, and then as the years went by, it's just like we know what to expect whenever it comes to certain shows. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you set up this, you set up the scene, these two cast members come, they argue, they throw a drink, or they, they argue and one walks away, or they argue and security has to get in the middle of, you know, all of these things. Right. So it's like, yes, that makes for good TV, and sometimes that can be a bad thing. Sometimes, most times that can be a good thing. But what about the people like myself who want a balance in a reality TV show? I don't mind seeing, you know, a drink being thrown here and there because unfortunately that is entertainment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want to laugh. Absolutely. I want to laugh 
especially in this time now with the past three years, you know, with COVID and stuff, I want to laugh. I want to escape the real world and just laugh. And that's that was my goal with my show. And I tried my best and I'm still trying my best to mimic in a way the flavor of love or those type of shows, their formula with making people laugh. And I would describe my, my show in a way I would say, because I say this all the time, I would say if, if if the average person was to to watch my show, you're going to laugh probably 85% of the time. Hmm. And then the rest is just like a sprinkle of drama. Because I want you to be entertained. Because these are, you know, these are real people. And I just want people to laugh. That's all I want to do. So yeah, with, with reality TV now, I just feel like some shows they either need to, to to switch something up or just end it because a lot of shows on major networks are just they are just the same now i'm completely with you on that i completely feel like every network has at least one if not more shows that are under the same format or the same formula a female a cis female ensemble drama led friendship uh friendship optional reality show right <laughs> it's just everything is the same everything is the same and it's all of these groups of women who were put together to represent what American friend groups are like, 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 like that's the shit that kills me. It's like these women are supposed to represent what friend groups in America look like. Yet we see more shows coming out nowadays where it's really starting to look more like the real world. Seven right. random people picked to live in a house. Right. Seven random bitches picked to be in a friend group. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> like okay. Like every part. Like damn, I thought VH1 and Bravo had it down, but now right. it's MTV, Logo, Out TV, TLC, BLT, EBT, <laughs> the CW, the UP, the ESPN. Yes. Yes. The TBN. Like everybody. Good. Everybody has almost the same formula. Yes, I agree. And it's just crazy. Mm, mm, mm. Now, as someone who actually has the ability to be the change that you want to see on television, what are some of the things besides actual realism that, that you mentioned before that you feel are missing in reality TV in the grand scheme? I feel like... Um, real stories from the queer community mm. are in a way not being told. And I feel like when you watch the shows on on YouTube, mm -hmm. you get everything that we need from these shows. So for instance, um, I believe you just had uh, Hershey as a guest not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. 
Absolutely. I love Hershey. Hershey is everything. Yeah. And, and I feel like when she told her story in season one, it was like, wow. Like, I was just, I was speechless. I was taken back. But at the same time, she was brave enough to tell her story. And I'm sure there are so many people that connected with her story. Absolutely. And, and th that is the type of representation that we need on TV, period, or just reality TV. It doesn't matter which one, but sitcoms, all of that. But it was just, it was, I was just so speechless when, when she told her story. But that was, that was just everything. And she is so authentic. She is so brave. And I just, I love her. I love her. And the same thing with, if I'm not mistaken, Q as well. Q is from North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, he mentioned that. So, you know, to see him being from the Carolinas as well, and moving to LA and doing his thing as well. I'm a fan of him as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, we have, we have some great stories on YouTube that I feel like could be skyrocketed like into to the major network world or just movies and you know, things like that. I just, I just, I wish, our stories were told more and people were more accepting of our stories rather than just trying to tear us down. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's mm -hmm. all I would want. That's all I would want. For sure. Can you elaborate on what the casting process was like for you in creating my lifestyle? Because I would love to know what what the selection process of this cast was like in your search for new stories to tell? Whew, that process was a scary one because I, I'm i not even gonna lie, I hate talking to people. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm such an introvert and my boyfriend is the same way, but mm -hmm. he's worse than me. But I hate reaching out to people for certain things because I automatically feel like they're going to say no, they're going to decline the offer, you know, all of that. So the process was literally, I lied to you not, around March of last year, I was sitting at my nephew's soccer game. And at that time, I was still thinking about not doing the show. So while I was sitting there, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm I'm not going to not do it and then regret it. So right then and there, I started going on Instagram, Facebook, all of these places looking for people. And the casting process was a little bit easier because I already had my eye on Daya. Daya is such an amazing artist. Um, I already have my eye on Justin as well. I found Justin through, I believe, the comment section of Chasing Reality. And I didn't know he was from South Carolina. So I was already following them and watching them a year prior. So with them, it, it was easier. 
Okay. And um, after, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I casted Data and Justin first. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just, be, it, it was chaos. <laughs> Originally, I ended up casting about eight or nine people. And, you know, of course, people started to change their minds. People wasn't responding. A lot of people, you know, it, it was just chaos. So <laughs> I just ended up, I ended up finding Romaine along the way. And then DeAndre was the last person that I cast. So I DM'd all four of them on Instagram. You know, I just said, hey, um, I see you're such and such and such. I've been watching you or whatever. Would you be interested in being on the show that I'm creating? So, of course, the four people that I have, they all agreed. Um, we we did a Zoom call. I ran down, you know, the things that I wanted, the things that I didn't want. And then after that, um, you know, we just kept in touch. And all of that was in March. And we didn't start filming until June. So, of course, you know, we were still in contact from March to June. And after that, we just became a, a big happy family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love the four of them so much. I love that they are all unique in their own way. And I think every time we're together as a group, I thank them so much because I don't take any of this for granted. You know, a lot of people think with these um, reality TV shows, it's, it's just like, we just doing all of this just for free. And it's, it's a business, it's real. You put your life out there and you can receive so many different opportunities from doing this. So I don't take any of this for granted. I, I tell them thank you all the time, all the time. That's amazing. Yes, they really made this happen. They changed my life in so many different ways. Um, pretty, For instance, um, in the last episode, um, Romaine had a renaissance ball at his uh, college and mm-hmm. I've never been to a ball never been to a ball and I had the best time of my life while filming same thing with uh, episode one whenever Daya performed at uh, Pride in Augusta, Georgia I've never been to Pride that was my first Pride and I had the time of my life wow so you know this entire process really changed my life in so many different ways. And that's why I keep saying, you know, I thank them because they made me more comfortable in my skin and cozy with who I am. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I love, I love the four of them. I love them. I absolutely love for that. When you were going about casting what was the balance for you between story and personality? How much were you looking for story? How much were you looking for personality? And which one do you feel like is more important to you? Um, to me, I honestly feel like if you can give me a balance, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I feel like Romaine's personality outshines his story for season one. Because, if, of course, if you follow his story, 
he's a model, he's a college student, but his personality is just so funny. He is such, he, he is so nice. He is everything. And then on the flip side, I feel like Dea's story outshines his personality. Not saying, you know, he's not a good person or whatever, but his story is just out of this world. You know, he has, I believe, six or seven kids in his house. Um, and he really treats them like they're his real children. Of course, yeah. he has the house of Carter, but to get to know him as a person and to you know, hear him tell his story in person. It's just, it'll leave you speechless as well. He is such, he he is so nice. Same thing with DeAndre. I feel like his story outshines his personality. He's so quiet. He's laid back. He's a little bit reserved. But if you get to know him, you'll understand why. And Justin as well. I feel like Justin's personality out, outshines his story. Because Justin is just, Justin is the firecracker. Justin is literally the firecracker of the show. <laughs> Justin will say something that will just leave you speechless. It'll have your jaw drop, all of that. <laughs> so yeah, if you give me a balance, I'm okay. I'm okay. That is awesome. Um... What is the one piece of advice you gave your entire cast before filming? Or what would you give any prospective reality star going into filming a show? What do you what what would you tell them? Um, well I'll answer both. Uh when we first started filming, I made it very clear that of course we all don't know each other. Of course, the four of you just met but I don't want this show to be based off of violence, excuse me. I don't want this show to be based off of just kicking and and screaming, hair pulling, drink throwing, all of that. And as you can see throughout the show, we don't have any of that. And I I made that very clear. You know, of course, if it happened, it happens. But at the same time, I wanted my show to be just based on talent first. And I'm not even gonna lie to you, I've received so, well, I ain't gonna say a lot of backlash, but of course, you know, with any show or anything that you do, you're gonna receive backlash. But of course, the people have called my show boring or it's just a little dry, this and that. But at the same time, if you actually sit down and watch it, you will understand why I did what I did. I wanted their talent to shine first over there, over the drama and all of that. Of course, we still have drama, but my main focus was just on their talent first. That's all I want to focus on. And what I would tell you know anybody that might want to get into content creation or just a business or anything, don't be scared. Don't let anyone stop you. Specifically, don't let the negative comments stop you because one thing that I've learned throughout this and just throughout working period you cannot satisfy everybody. You cannot satisfy everybody. Everybody's not gonna like you. They're not gonna agree with everything you're doing. But as long as you believe in your craft, as long as you believe in your work, 
And at the end of the day, when you turn that camera off, when you turn that computer off, when you turn that light off, go to bed. You have to be proud of what you have done. You have to be proud of what you put out into the universe and what you put on YouTube, all of that. You have to be proud of that first. So don't allow anybody to allow you to dim your light or just don't allow anybody to make you feel lesser than and just just go for it go for it whatever you want to do just go for it i'm sorry i might sound like tyler perry <laughs> but i had to get that off my chest i've been holding that in <laughs> not, not at all child that's what this is built for honey you can have your whole Tyler Perry moment because I because I was literally waiting for you to be like my mother was a real whore. <laughs> I was waiting for you to hit it, bitch. I was getting ready to start crying. How about I say yes, ten dollars and a fuck? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> you better speak to these children, honey. Yes, yes. We've been it's it's only because we've been talking, you know, throughout filming and you know, of course they've been reading they've been reading the negative comments and things like that. So it's, you know, I've just been telling them, you don't have to focus on that. We've gotten so many opportunities just because I put y'all out there. And I always say we, because we are a team. Yes, this might be my show. Yes, this might be my company. Yes, I might've created, but we are a team. So anytime I get an opportunity, y'all get an opportunity. And that goes for anybody else who might, you know, come on the, the show in the later seasons. It's our show, it's not only my show. So yeah, that that's the way I, I, I like it. Totally dig that. I, I love that for you guys. Cause it's like, you know, I think that if, if your show is just like, all the other shows out there, people gonna say y'all copying somebody. If your show is different or not what they're used to, they're gonna say it's boring because people ain't hollering and fighting. But then once people get to hollering and fighting, they gonna say, oh, it's ghetto and trash. So- Thank you. Thank you. You get it. <laughs> you get it. And that's what, that's, that's what I keep preaching to them because Every show don't need to showcase violence. Every show don't need to showcase hair pulling and drink throwing, even though that's my guilty pleasure and I'm gonna watch it. I don't care what show it is, I'm gonna watch it. But for my show, I just wanna showcase the talent first. And then anything else that come after that, it'll just happen. But we got to show, your, we got to show why you were casted for this show specifically first that is my goal i totally feel you on that what do you what what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show is airing like what does the good the bad the indifferent what does all of that say to you as the creator and the ep of the show um in the beginning it kind of gave me anxiety first after the second episode because of course you know we got the word out there um a lot of people did promote our show shout out to chasing reality they actually put our little teaser um in their time slot i believe in 
the reunion of Chase and Atlanta this past season. So thank you to Chase and Reality for that. Also to uh, Pop Up Productions, they have been promoting our show as well. Um, so the season premiere was just like, boom. <laughs> That's the only thing that I can say because I was not expecting it. But then after that, that's when reality kicked in and it was just like, like okay you have to realize a lot of people are not gonna like it now because we only received you know nothing but positive um comments and positive responses and all of that for episode one but when episode two came out that's when it switched immediately and after that i was like oh my god i don't know if i want to do this now i don't know what the hell i got myself into I was literally having anxiety every single episode up until I would say probably episode five. And I was just like, you know what? This is not going to take over my life. And I just have to let anything negative just roll off of my back because the social media world is just, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes it's good. A lot of times it's bad. And one thing I'm not gonna do is allow user two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, zero with a faceless profile to affect my work day or affect my sleep. I'm not doing it. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't I don't tolerate it. I just let everything just roll off my back. Now I don't care. That's the best way to be perfectly honest, because you know what I'm saying? It's like we've 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 said it a, a couple of times during this interview, like you're not going to be able to please everybody like for everybody, like 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 for the 10 people who think that you're doing everything right. There's going to be 15 people who think that that you're doing everything wrong. And then for the right. 15 who think that that you're doing everything wrong, there's going to be 30 people that's going to watch the the uh, show next week that's gonna think that you're doing everything perfectly again so right. it's really like you, you you have to just put it out there and make it do what it does and like you said at the beginning of this show it's like as long as you're proud of your work as long as you're you're satisfied and you stand behind the work that that you do then you're doing what you're supposed to do because you're never going to be able to have a 100 like like life is not tens across the board Sorry. exactly Life is just not tens across the board. You are never going to get tens across the board in life. Exactly. I agree 100%. It's always, it's, it's always going to be that one person that's going to be like, one chop, chop. Somebody going to try to chop you. No matter what, <laughs> somebody got to chop you. Of and course. And you're just going to have to deal with that. And at the end of the day, who knows where that chop came from? That chop could be constructive criticism. That could be a hater. That could be somebody who is just mad that they not on the damn show. Right. You know, who knows? But you got to take the constructive and separate it from the bullshit and keep it pushing. Learn right. something from people that really care enough to to, to like try to make the, make the show better and then move on from them. Exactly, I agree on 100% because of course the constructive criticism I do take seriously because at one point they were just like, oh, these scenes are too long, da 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 But I feel like what people don't realize, I only have four people. I only have four people. <laughs> A lot of these other shows have eight, 10, 12 people. So with four people in a show, of course the scenes might be a little long sometimes, 
But at the same time, I've been watching another re uh, reality web series and their show has been like 27 to 30 minutes long and people are still complaining, oh, it's too short. Oh, so it's just like, you damned if you do it, you damned if you don't. You, you're not gonna satisfy everybody at this point. And it's just like, I'm just gonna do what I can do. That's it. Well, well listen, we're in an age where people don't listen to songs that are longer than three minutes, but yep. will tweet an entire paragraph about how mad they are that RuPaul's Drag Race is not an hour and a half long. Thank you. Thank you. you I agree. Like, we're in a time where people put out songs that are a minute and 58 seconds long, but yet are pissed that Drag Race is not as long as a fucking movie. Thank you. Every week. And I'm glad you said that because when it comes to my music as well, like my second album, My Lifestyle, it has 15 songs, mm -hmm. but the album is 39 minutes alone, meaning the songs average from about two to three minutes mm -hmm. because people have such a short attention span compared to somebody like Beyonce who just released Renaissance mm -hmm. and she has 16 songs and her album is one hour and two minutes. Bad. Because it's Beyonce. We all love Beyonce and she's the queen. Sure. So it's like what can you do? <laughs> what hey. can you do? Like in that line of thinking like yeah. To, to that, I say just do your own damn thing. Because when it can't, like, like in, in specifically talking about music, I can say this, like, when I did my mixtape two or three years ago, I specifically made a point to not pick a beat that was under three minutes long. Like, I specifically wanted every song to be at least three minutes long, right? Because I was like, I don't understand like, 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 are we back in the 50s where songs were only like 90 seconds long? Like, what, right. like, ha like, like, what, like, what happened? What happened to third verses? What, what happened to bridges? What happened to chord changes? What happened to flow changes? What happened to features? What happened to 32, but like, what happened to full 16 bar verses? Like, right. I, I, <laughs> what happened? It's so just I was, like, I, so, social media, social media killed that. Honestly, the the attention span. Yes. Social media killed that. And back to my music. That's that's one reason why. Every time I feel like I need to do a, a project, I'll sneak in one or two songs that are like four minutes. That way, Love. it don't seem like, you know, the the song was that short. So like on my first album, if I'm not mistaken, I think I got like one song that's like four minutes and then for my second album I have two songs that's four minutes so mm. it, it gives that feeling of like oh this is an actual song and not an actual single like a quick single that'll burn out yes but of course you know people do that only because of the short attention span so it's like I'll have a song that's two minutes damn I want to hear that again let me play it again mm -hmm. and then when it's over damn I want to hear it again let me play it again it's just, it's, it's, social media killed a lot of stuff. <laughs> they killed you a are, lot of stuff. You are not lying. 
you are absolutely not lying. Now, getting back to my lifestyle, how do you facilitate the best confessionals from your cast members? Um, I honestly, it, it's, a, it's a process. Oh my gosh. Um, in the beginning, whenever they first started doing them, it was so hard because they had so many things that they talked about. It, when I tell you, I have so much footage that's just never going to be seen. It, it's, it's just crazy. But the confessional process was just, it, it, it was a lot in the beginning because I didn't know what route I was going to take as far as telling the story. So picking the right confessionals for the, the right scene was just, I don't know how to say it. It was just a process in the beginning. <laughs> now <laughs> I can do it. I, I can do it with no problem now. Um, and I feel like, like they've grown in the past couple of months too with doing their confessionals as well because when we first started, um, you know, you put a person that's never been in front of a camera in front of a camera, they freeze up a little bit and they start stuttering and they, you know, they, they get tongue-tied and all of that. So mm -hmm. I remember specifically with Daya's confessionals, we started at the, the first round of his confessionals. We started at 10, like 9.30 or 10 p.m. at night. We didn't finish his confessionals until five o'clock in the morning the next day, only because it was that much content and that much, you know, footage that we had filmed at the time. So it was it, it was a lot, but now they come in, they know what they're doing, they know what they want to say, they know if they want to be shady or not. And the, the process is just so much easier now. And when I put things in the show, I make sure that it's actually real. Cause you know, like sometimes certain reality shows will put a confessional in there that doesn't make sense with the story and it's just like a filler mm -hmm. and and you know let's just say let me just use this as an example so you know let's just say if i'm jocelyn i'm i'm doing my confessional and i'm talking about jessica Dime. Mm -hmm. and you know the show airs and i see the confessional that i was talking about jessica Dime. But it's about Carly Rae. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so like some reality TV shows, they they get a little confusing sometimes because I pay attention to a lot of that now since I have my own show. Right. I pay attention to a lot of the editing and a lot of stuff that a lot of shows get away with. So yeah, it's 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 a process. It's a learning process too. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly fine. My question is <laughs> for you to go on tangent. So that's perfect. Um, now, when it comes to your cast, what are your boundaries when it comes to interacting with your cast? And how did you go about setting your your professional boundaries? Um, I wanted to make sure that they were able to trust me out of anything. Because, you know, I was just a stranger one day in March of last year 
that just reached out to them out of nowhere. And, you know, once we got together as a group, the first night that we filmed, we just, we had a long conversation. And, and, you know, I just told them, you know, they can come to me about anything. If you have any questions, just let me know, you know, the whole spiel. So now, fast forward to now, we have honestly grown as a family. Um, and of course they know this is business, but I don't want to say they look at me as a father figure, but they just look at me as a as a good boss in a way. As a good boss, a good brother, a good friend, all of that. Like sometimes Ramain will literally call me and he'll get my opinion on, you know, something that he's doing for his clothing line. And in the beginning, I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, why are you calling me? Ain't nobody. <laughs> but, you know, that's how much he trusts me. And, you know, sometimes they'll just, they'll all call me to vent about certain stuff they ain't even got to do about the show. So... As far as setting boundaries, they know this is a business, but at the same time, I've built a family. I've built a family, and honestly, I hope it stays up. With us bringing in, you know, new cast members for season two, I, I really built a strong family. Absolutely, I love that. Have you ever considered pulling a Shawnee O'Neal and joining your own show? Ooh, honestly, no, because I feel like I'm not fit to be in front of the camera. Mm. And I feel like I've always wanted to do behind the camera work. Like I wanted to be a director or shoot music videos and things like that. You know, my personality is great, but I don't want to be in the show. You, you know, you might see me pop up here and there, but that's only because something was funny or you know the other camera person probably had the camera on me at the time if you pay attention to like earlier episodes but I don't want to be included in in this show or any content that I put out on my channel I just I want to create content I don't want to be you know in front of the camera okay that makes perfect sense now I will say um, I am, <laughs> I'm dreading this, but I'm filming a clip show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think next week to, you know, be like a filler while we film um, the last little bit of what we have to film for the season. So of course I have to be in front of the camera then, but you know, after that, you'll probably, you might not see me. <laughs> Unless I change my mind. But yeah, I, I won't be in the camera a lot. Well, stay tuned, children. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've gotten through your first season of filming, what do you think the hardest part of filming that season has been for you? Um, This might be a shocker to a lot of people, but I have filmed a lot by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have, well, I have a team, well, I'm building a team now, thank God. But 
back then when we first started, I was looking for people to help me film. And I did find two people. Um, and one backed out literally the day of the the first day of film, they backed out. And wow. the second person, um, life happened. You know, we're still friends, we still cool. But, you know, with with their situation, that was just something that I couldn't control. Life happened pretty much. So in the beginning, I was panicking like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how the fuck am I gonna film all of this by myself with no team, with no help, none of that. <laughs> but I've proven myself throughout this entire season that and some and and some scenes I don't need nobody. So of course, you know, I still want to build a team and I just want to do a little shameless plug. If you are in the South Carolina area and if <laughs> you are into film and photography and if you would like to uh, be on the team for season two, please hit me up. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm trying to build a team for season two and other things that we have going on because we are literally about to move into another show and I made it clear that, you know, even though I can do it by myself, I don't want to do it by myself. Sure. And um, that's honestly the hardest thing that that has been with this season. Now, of course, you know, here and there, my boyfriend has helped. And, you know, I do appreciate him. And also my label mates as well. They help, they can. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, at the end of the day, I knew that this was something that I wanted. And, you know, in some cases, you just have to prove others wrong and mainly prove yourself wrong. And it was just, it was in a sense of just like, how bad do you want the show to come out? How bad do you want, you know, opportunities to come to you? How bad do you want? So for anybody, you know, that might want to do this or just, you know, do anything in general, that's why I keep, you know, saying, don't be afraid, don't be scared, because I was all of those things first, but I've literally proven that I could do this alone and nobody knew. Of course they do now, or, you know, when it's come out, they don't know. Sure. And anything is possible. Anything is possible. Thank God for tripods and, you know, stabilizers and things like that. <laughs> you know, even if somebody says, well, it looks like there's only one person that is shooting this show. So I got opportunities out of Exactly. It's good quality. Exactly. There you go. That's all I can say. Don't let nobody stop you. That's all that needs to be said, Chad. <laughs> Don't let nobody stop you. Now, in that line of thinking, what do you think the most fulfilling part of filming this season has been for you? Uh, seeing the cast transition literally from strangers to a family. Mm. Um, like, oh my God, you, you, you really don't see that a lot in shows. Absolutely. No matter what network, no matter what platform you really don't see that a lot like I have literally built a family 
from just four strangers who didn't know nothing about each other, who now know each other, like inside out, <laughs> inside and out. And I'm so glad, you know, I was able to do that. That's that's one thing that I will forever take from season one. I was able to build a family. And I'm so proud of that. That is awesome. You should be proud of that. Thank you. How do you think your show stands with and stands apart from the other shows in this web reality space? Whew, I was waiting for that question. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like my show is different from others because like I said, we focus on the talent first. And I promise you, this ain't no shade to nobody else. This is just actual factual. We focus on the talent first. A lot of, you know, other shows that I do watch, it's all about the drama. It's all about the fights. It's all about, you know, those things, which like I said, ain't nothing wrong with it because I watch it. It brings the viewers. But at the same time, and 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 they are the standard. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of other reality web series, they are the standard. But at, like I said, at the same time, I want, if you're gonna be on my show, you have to have some type of talent. You have to have some type of personality that the viewers will gravitate towards, other than just hair pulling and drink throwing and you know, all of these things. You gotta have some type of talent, something, some type of personality. And um, I feel like in a way that's that's been a struggle with because I'm I'm just a transparent person. I'm the most probably the most realest person you ever meet. I feel like in a way that's been our problem and that's been our downfall with our numbers for season one because we don't fight. We don't well we do argue and there is a sprinkle of drama. But I feel like that's the problem with a lot of people not wanting to watch the show. Because of, of of course, you know, a lot of people have never heard of this show. So of course that's another thing, but we've done the promotion. So other web reality series, they, they are aware of us. And of course, you know, a few people do watch us and they have promoted us, but the viewers hasn't they they haven't gravitated towards us yet. And I feel like that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They're gonna deem the show as boring, dry, because there's no there's no drama or there's no violence or there, there's no fight. So yeah. I totally feel you. I think that, you know, we're starting to see a change in the time where it's like people are starting to get tired of seeing the same old shit on reality TV. So I think mm-hmm. that shift continues to happen. People are going to start looking for more um, valuable and substantial television. And then we'll start seeing all these different types of shows that people didn't even know existed rising to the top because we aren't seeing, you know, people fighting and throwing glasses and hollering and screaming. It's gonna be, oh, they don't do that over there? Oh, let's see what they talking about. Right. And I see so many people um, in different comment sections and, and different blogs and stuff, you know, when they promote the Zeus Network shows or just, you know, any reality TV show that, that has drama or violence or, you know, anything. 
And I see so many people say, oh, I'm so tired of seeing this. Oh, I'm so tired of seeing this. I want a show that doesn't do this. Then when we give you a show, you say it's boring. Exactly. So what do you really want? <laughs> that's the thing. What do you want? You want the violence because that's what brings the views. You just get tired of seeing it because you see it in 11,000 different shows and it, it's draining sometimes. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. If, if, if we can find a balance between drama and comedy, I'm satisfied. And that's what I feel like my show brings. A balance of both. I'm totally with you on that. What do you most look forward to seeing unfold over the course of this season? Um, whew. we actually just, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but this past weekend, we actually just filmed something and people say they want drama, it's going to be drama. So a lot of shade has been thrown throughout this season with a lot of people that has not been on the show and with people on the show. So, you know, when the show wraps, a lot of things will be, I guess, tucked away until season two because we're still not sure if we're going to have a reunion right now. And if we mm-hmm. do have a reunion, that's where, you know, everything is going to be unfolded. Right. And I, I honestly feel like from a viewer's perspective, because of course, you know, I do watch my own show. From a viewer's perspective, I honestly feel like Justin and Daya might bump heads. Mm. I honestly feel like that. Um that's not being, you know, that's not me being biased or anything because of course, you know, <laughs> I'm the one that's filming and stuff, but from a viewer's perspective, those two might bump heads if we do have the reunion. I feel like that. Okay. Once again, stay tuned, children. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you up at night? My man. What? <laughs> My man keeps me up at night. (laughs) That's what, like I said earlier in the interview, man. These comments do not bother me. These negative comments, anything that anybody has to say in a negative way, it does not keep me up at night because I promise you, when I wake up in the morning, I yawn, I stretch, I brush my teeth, I look in the mirror, all of that. I'm fine. I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I'm here throughout COVID, you know, I could have been gone, all of these things. So my man keeps me up at night. That's all that keeps me up at night. <laughs> I love that. <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> now, what has reality television taught you about people? Um, Never trust a person the first time. Mm. and I say that because throughout filming a lot of people have been caught in some lies Mm -hmm. and 
of course, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but <laughs> um, a lot of people have been caught in some lies. A lot of people, um, they tend to be different from, from what they portray. And I'm not just referring to the cast, I'm referring to other people that we're affiliated with as well off the show. So never trust a person the first time specifically when when you get into something like this because a person will switch immediately when when you're trying to level up and you know you're trying to make something out of yourself somebody else somebody will switch up on you so quickly so quick and it's heartbreaking sometimes but you know it is what it is and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> I can totally see that. And I can't wait to see it unfold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait. I cannot wait because specifically for the reunion, if we do have a reunion, I honestly think from a viewer's perspective, if we do have a reunion, the viewers are gonna be like, well, why y'all have uh why are y'all having a reunion? Well, there is drama on the show. People are just too busy complaining about, oh, it's boring, it's this, it's, it's, it's that, whatever. There is real drama on the show. So there will be a lot to cover at the reunion. Absolutely. There will be a lot to unpack at the reunion, a lot. Some lies were told, some shade was thrown, some secrets might be unveiled, uh, be uh, revealed. So yeah, it, it will be a lot. It will be a lot. See, <clears throat> This is why I think you should have a reunion because I think that that it's kind of like doing a never before seen footage type type of episode, but it's right. more about like for those who did, who weren't paying attention, this is what you missed this season. Like 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 right. for those who were so mad that like people weren't fighting and bitching over petty stuff that that you can attach too easily let's really dive into what was really going on behind all of what everybody was saying is boring. I think that's where you'll pull the real meat and like that'll probably be where you turn the people around and it'll be like, oh, oh they had, oh, excuse me, they had all of this going on. You know right. what they did? I didn't realize that was that serious. I didn't realize it, 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 it. And I feel like that'll be like, kind of like a revolution. Right. And that's, that's one reason why I'm also doing the clip show before the reunion if we do the reunion because mm -hmm. it is a lot that I left out in every single episode that could have shook the table with just mm -hmm. words with words but due to you know people's attention spans and I'm not saying I didn't leave anything you know like like a wild factor but a lot of stuff has been said in these confessionals and at these scenes that will make your jaw drop, specifically the cast about each other. Cause you know, of course I don't talk to, I'm, I'm boss man. So if somebody tell me something, if a cast member tell, tells me something about another cast member, I'm not gonna go tell that cast member. I don't do that. I don't do that. I just hold everything. So clip show will reveal a lot that was said about other people and that will determine 
the person's uh, response on how they feel about certain scenes and certain situations at the reunion if we do have them. So it'll it'll make it good. It'll make it good. I kind of did that on purpose, but yeah. Just stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. This is this is the type of shit that I love. Like this is the type of drama that I love to facilitate because it's not drama that's skin deep. It's not surface. It's not right there on the precipice. Like it's like stuff like 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 I feel like if people don't physically see people screaming and hollering and swinging and throwing drinks, that right. there's not drama. Right. And I think that a reunion for you. And like this clip show leading into the reunion would be a perfect opportunity for you to facilitate a new way for reality television to have drama or for a different way for reality television to have drama and for that to be fully explained and fully realized to show that you don't have to have physical altercations. You don't have to have people screaming and hollering and cussing and throwing plates and storming out of scenes and falling out everywhere. Like it just like, like there's a there's more than one way to skin a cat and there's more than one way to get good TV without doing it the same way that we've been watching it done for 15 years at this point. Exactly, exactly. And going back to New York, that's what she did. She fought with her words and that's why she pissed a lot of those girls off. Mm -hmm. She fought with her words. Like, if you are the type of person that can piss me off with your words rather than your hands, you you dangerous. You are dangerous. Yes. If you can read a bitch down, you are dangerous. That that is the one. And I feel like that, like, I would rather see somebody have an intelligent and shady exchange of words than watch people fight any day. I would rather right. watch people read each other down and get into it and talk their shit and be able to walk away from it. Whoever get, had the best read, had the best read, but I don't feel like people need to go and do all of that. Like, it don't take all of that. Right. And like I said, it is, unfortunately, it is entertaining. I still watch it. It's my guilty pleasure. But sure. at the same time, it's just like, how much more do we need of this? <laughs> moderation, like, how much more? Moderation. Right. It's we just need a balance. That's all. We just need a balance. Yeah, for me, it's like I love Chinese food. I don't want to eat it every damn day. Right. Exactly. 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 You just have to find something that's best for you because I don't watch every every single reality TV show that has violence. Right. Big network, small network, YouTube, all of that. I don't do all of that for that reason. I don't want to be drained. I just watch my guilty pleasure shows and keep it moving. Because if you watch every single one, it's just like, damn, I feel like I've seen this in the last show. Right. And it makes me wonder what, what what that says about you as a person if all you watching is toxic ass television. Exactly. I digress. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, 
what have you learned about yourself from doing reality television? Um, I honestly have learned that I can, I can be a boss. Honestly, it's so funny because um, I worked in, oh, I'm spilling my tea. I worked in fast food for like seven years. And I was, out of those seven years, I was a manager for like almost four. So of course, you know, I was good at leading a team, but for my own business, having people work with me and not for me, but I'm still their boss in a way. Right. That's just, that's, and for me, that's mind blowing because I was the shy kid. I was the quiet kid. I was a follower. I was never a leader when I was a kid because I was so quiet. So <laughs> to see me, you know, to see me do that now, so many times I just pat myself on the back because I'm just, I'm proud of myself by just, you know, being a boss, putting together a show for South Carolina specifically and I want to go on record by saying we are I don't care what nobody say we will forever be the standard in South Carolina I'm not talking about in the reality web series series world overall I'm specifically talking about in my state we will forever be the standard because before I was doing this there was no platform for gays to get to get anything out of there in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. No platform, nobody wasn't doing it. We only had, of course, you know, we have uh, pride, of course. Sure. But, but the internet is powerful. Social media is powerful. So nobody in South Carolina was putting on, putting the gays or just the queer, the queer community, excuse me, on a platform for social media. Nobody was doing it before I was doing it. And when I say all of this, I say it in the most humble way. I'm not trying to sound cocky. I'm not trying to, you know, just sound cocky or anything. Sure. My lifestyle for South Carolina will forever be the same. Mm -hmm. We will forever be the first. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. And I'm saying this for a reason because, you know, people are watching and people are already coming up with other ideas for other shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, other, other, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I, I promise you, I promise you this isn't shade. I promise you this isn't shade. But I just want to let it be known for South Carolina, we will forever be the standard. We were the first people to do it in South Carolina. Absolutely. Much love to much love to everybody else. Good luck to everybody else. It ain't no shade. But we are the standard. And I'm going I'm going forever take that. <laughs> As you should. As your behind should. Do you think you found yourself yet? Yes, I have. I, I found myself, honestly, in hell, even before the show, I found myself in 2021. It's so funny because, like I said, I came out when I was 20. 
but mm-hmm. I really found myself and found out who I was as a person in 2021. That was literally the year where I was like, okay, I know who I am as a person. I know what I want to do in my career. And I know what type of person that I'm capable to be to other people. And oh my God, that was just honestly the best year ever for my, I would say for my mental, only because I moved in with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved out of my parents' house. I finally became a freaking adult. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that that year was just like a test of, you know, finding myself. And by the end of the year, I literally found myself. That and that's awful. why, yeah, that's that's why I ended up doing the show in March of last year because I went into 2022. Mm-hmm. just saying okay this is going to be the year where you're just going to stop being scared to do anything so here we are now in 2023 and I'm I'm just ready for any opportunity any blessing anything that comes my way that is awesome what does the person you found today tell your younger self in retrospect it's okay to be you that would be the first thing that I would tell my younger self, it is okay to be you because, you know, I graduated in 2013. And of course, back then, in my opinion, I feel like that's when being gay was kind of more accepting or getting closer to being accepting. But of course, you know, I was still in high school. I wasn't portraying that I was straight, but I wasn't telling people, you know, that I was gay as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously people knew and that's okay. And they respected my privacy. And, you know, that's one thing I can say. Nobody out me. I never got exposed. I never got out of none of that. So many people around me, even if they knew, they respected my wishes and respected my privacy. So nowadays I see, you know, teenagers or college kids just being their authentic selves and sometimes I'm just like damn I wish I would have had a chance to do that damn I wish I would have been brave enough to be myself back then but one thing I did promise myself when I turned 20 I was gonna come out and I was not going to spend my 20s trying to portray myself like I was straight or just you know being something that I wasn't I was gonna live my life and I'm in that. And I'm 27 now, so for the past seven years, and I'll be 28 this year, so damn enough for the past eight years, I've been doing it. And I'll never, I'll, I, I will never regret it, come out, coming out so early. That was the best decision that I could have ever made. That's awesome. What do you think the biggest misconception is about you? Um, I would say that I'm a bitch. Because <laughs> when people meet me, I'm so quiet. So it's just like, they automatically think like, I'm so, so mean or just, I don't know. 
a lot of people so a lot of people say that sometimes but i'm i'm one of the nicest people that you ever meet i'm so laid back i'm so cool i'm so easy to to, to get along with i'm all of these things i'm just quiet in the beginning i totally get that i totally get that uh, people will assume but you know what they say you make an ass out of yourself so okay. grow okay okay <laughs> How do you want to be remembered? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I ain't gonna ask me that. <laughs> Honestly, I would want to. I would want to be remembered for the good that I've put out into people, into the world, into social media, all of these things. I would just want to be remembered for anything good that I've done. Um, like I said in the beginning, um, I didn't care, you know, about the views and the subscribers, all of that. I didn't care about that at the beginning. That's honestly, I still don't care about it now. But as long as I was able to, I feel like if I was if I was able to change somebody's perspective about us in the LGBTQ community or me, period, I've done my job. And if I was able to at least entertain one person throughout this entire season, I've done my job. So I just want to be remembered just doing good things in, in the community. That is awesome. My last, well, no, my last two questions for you. One, is there anything that you'd like to share with me or my audience that I didn't cover or ask you in this interview? Um, I guess just one thing, of course, shameless plug, just tune into my lifestyle Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at kvisuals.tv and that's k and then of course visuals with an s.tv and just stay tuned for the next couple of shows that we got coming up this year and the next honestly 2023 and 2024 and i honestly feel like if you are listening to this right now and you are just not hearing about this go watch my show Go watch my show. I promise you, if you skip through some of the things that you don't like, that's fine. But at least give it a chance. Give it a chance. Because I promise you, you will be entertained. You will be entertained. 10 million percent. Now, my last question for you is, once again, remind the people for the people who did not catch it, who do not know, or if they just tuned in, where can they find you, your cast, your show, what's next for you, and all the things that you'd like to promote? All right, so again, my name is Kel Harley. You can follow me on Instagram, at Kel Harley, or excuse me, Kel, K-E-L-L, -L, dot Harley, just like the motorcycle, H-A-R-L-E-Y. Again, you can follow us on Instagram, 
from our K Visuals page at kvisuals.tv. Um, you can watch My Lifestyle season one every Tuesday at 8 p.m. And that is on YouTube. So that is youtube.com forward slash at kvisuals.tv. Um, be on the lookout for another show that will be coming out maybe in a couple of months. I'm not sure. We we begin filming the other show uh, this Saturday, actually. And be on the lookout for My Lifestyle Season 2. We will be coming back with that faster than you think, honestly. Um, I'm actually in the middle of I'm gearing up to actually start casting for season two. Um, and also stream my music. Um, my name is Kel Harley on all platforms as far as music goes. My first album is titled Summer of 95. My second album is titled My Lifestyle. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> Brilliant. I appreciate you so much again for being here. This has been an incredible conversation and know that you are officially a friend of the show and you are welcome to come back anytime, anytime you want to promote something, bring something back, come back and talk about something, um, you know, to announce the reunion, wink, wink, come back <laughs> anytime. And thank you so much for this opportunity. You are literally giving us a bigger platform with your podcast. I really appreciate you for reaching out to us. I listen to it. Um, like I said, I've listened to Hershey's interview. I listened to Q. I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you had Rico with K on here. I listened mm -hmm. to him as well. So you are doing some great things i love your podcast and thank you so much for having me and for having my entire cast as well thank you so much i appreciate you all for having me it means the world to me um you know this is what it's for the 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 the, the same reasons that you're doing the the show my lifestyle are the same reasons why I'm, why i'm doing the podcast because i want to have you know as many unique conversations and give people with unique stories and backgrounds and talents and products and all of those type of things, platforms to just share their story and just talk about the things that are important to them and, you know, what we should be looking out for. And I just appreciate people giving me the, the opportunity to, to facilitate those conversations. And you are doing a wonderful job. You are doing a wonderful job and I really appreciate it. Anytime. Now, on that note, children, Mr. Harley has given us enough of his time. I'm sure he has things to do, shows to cast, people to film, check the cash. Episodes to edit. <laughs> to edit, honey, clip shows to clip, all the things. <laughs> Once again, stay tuned, children. Okay. But that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in. And I want to give a special, special, special thank you to Kel Harley for, for blessing the pod. Thank you again, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Of course. And before we head out of here, I want to remind you guys, as I always do, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. 
I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>